Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Yo, what is up? It is your boy, Johnny Mags, back at you once again for another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I am joined, as always, with... Dan Garcia. And we are back in Halo Haven's headquarters here in Riverside, California. We got the curator in the house today, too, so... Uh, you guys Two in a row. I know, that's crazy. What's, what's wrong with the curator? Um, He's getting but, ready for baseball season, that's what's up. Yeah, spring training right around the corner, if you guys... He shows up for game time. Right. If you guys listened to last week's podcast, you guys should know that we are headed to spring training, and you guys know the date, so we look March, forward to uh, seeing you guys yeah. out there, hopefully. March 15th through the 17th, uh, we already got a couple of people emailing us and, and, and saying that they're going to be out there, so we're looking forward to that. But yeah, March 15th through the 17th, it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so um, if you're in town, let us know. Yeah, and then... Uh, we're gonna we'll start we'll let you guys know what what you know where we'll be at exactly and all that when yeah. we finalize everything but the um, best way yeah the best way and if you don't already make sure you follow us on instagram and on twitter at halo underscore haven um we'll definitely be posting stuff you know probably on the ride out and then once we get there for sure posting stuff where we're going to be at and, and all that stuff so make sure you guys uh follow us on there yeah because we'll know for sure we'll finalize everything and and all that good stuff and then you know, we'll probably be at we'll, well, we'll for sure be out there before the game time, before one of the games, and and we'll, we'll love to meet and greet with you guys. So, anyway, let's get into it, man. Uh, last podcast, uh, we talked about pretty much, you know, what was happening up until that point, and you know, slightly after the podcast, the Angels did make a move that I guess you can call I wouldn't say major, but it solidifies the bullpen, especially the back end. It gives us a closer. The Angels went out and signed for agent. Closer from the Indians, Cody Allen, to a one-year, $8.5 million deal. That includes incentives, just like the deal that the Angels gave Matt Harvey and, and Trevor Cahill. Um, the deal, again, $8.5 million. Cody Allen is a legit closer. He had a rough season last year. 2017, he saved 27 games, but he had a 4.70 ERA. For the most part, there was a, a stat out there. I don't know if you saw it, Daniel. I think you're the one that sent it to me, actually. His... Two or three worst games is what made his. If you take those two or three worst games, I think his ERA was something like two high two. Yeah, twos exactly. Or something like that. He had three really bad games where he got just absolutely rocked, and you take them away. And like you said, he he um, his ERA is sub three. Um, right. So uh, he has. I mean, he has a great track record, and that's why this guy was thought to be um, going into last year. Oh, he's gonna have a great year again because mm-hmm. he's had previous years, and he's gonna clean up in free agency. But because of the down year, mm-hmm. um, now you know questions start peaking up because he is going to be 30 next season so again when that that 30 year old is kind of the um 
borderline. You know, once you're over 30, people start having um, second guessing it and don't know whether or not um, it's peaked. Is he on his way down? But yeah, one year, like you said, 8.5 million, uh, 2 million in incentives if he hits a certain amount of games finished, um, he'll get that. But I mean, he had over 30 saves from 2015 to 2017, so yeah. um, definitely capable, able to do uh, the closing job, and you're going to need that uh, since Middleton's going to be out until probably July, July, August, somewhere around there. Yeah, and his career, in his career, guys, including the, the you know last season where he had a 4.70 ERA, he had 149 saves, which is a Cleveland Indians record, and he has an ERA of 2.98. So in his career, he's under three for, you know, his career. So this guy's a legit closer. He solidifies the back end of the bullpen for the Angels. And then that only makes the Angels' bullpen stronger. Obviously, you everyone else kind of bumps, I guess, down or bumps up an inning, I guess you can say that. So Definitely adds some, some good depth. Yeah. I mean, and going back and looking at his numbers, I know this is, you know, postseason, so the Angels have to get there first. But yeah. if you look at his, his run in the, what was it, 2016 um, playoffs when they went to the World Series, I mean, he pitched four games in the ALCS and four games in the World Series, and all eight of those games didn't get a single run. So he's definitely, definitely capable of performing when he needs to perform, and, and you hope that, in his mind, he, he knows he needs to back uh, uh, bounce back year, and he does that uh, for the Angels in, in that closing spot. That the, you know, his bad season last year could be the Angels' uh, upside for the Angels. Could be a good thing for the Angels. That's, I mean, that's kind of what the Angels' season it seems like is going to be based on these guys that maybe underperformed the year the year before or coming back from certain maybe injuries or something like that. Um, and the Angels hoping for them to bounce back to what they were the years previous. And if that all, I mean, you talk about. Harvey Cahill, um, now uh, Allen. Like if you get those guys that can bounce back, even Calhoun to a point because mm, yeah. if he if he can continues that second yeah. from the second half, um, to- all, huge all, difference. Yeah, all these things if these pieces come together, they can make a serious run. And, and for anyone that watches baseball throughout the years, it's not necessarily about a single player carrying a team. It's about you know a single good player contributing, but also. Um, being able to get uh, contributions from other players and 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 making a serious run that way, and I think the Angels can do it if everyone stays healthy and, and kind of has that bounce back year. Absolutely, and again, guys, Cody. I mean, people were clamoring about up until the point where we got Cody Allen. People were just like, "Why haven't the Angels gone to close? Or why haven't the Angels gone to close?" And all I kept hearing was, "They need to go get Kimbrough. They need to go get Kimbrough." And I'm honestly, I'm happy they didn't go out and get a guy like Kimbrough, and they went out and got a guy like Allen because Kimbrough. He's gonna a, demand high high money for a lot of years. Yeah, he's a, he's he's, he's gonna, gonna there. be a multi year guy. And, and he's I'm, he's and, gonna get older. Right, yeah. He's gonna be what, thirty three, thirty four by the end of his contract? Right. Do we want a thirty four year old closer getting paid about ten to eleven million per year, maybe even more per year? Exactly. I don't want yeah. that on the down end down end of his career. Another hour Pujols contract. That's that's the biggest that's a big thing. You gotta be able to be, not only spend money, people want the team just to spend money just but because yeah. just because but you got to be able to spend smart money you got to know when that smart money is, is going to be useful um you know maybe keeping guys in house more so than going out and, and getting the big free agent name <clears throat> yeah you know everyone talking about Keiko and all that stuff why spend on that now when next year you know you're looking forward to next year, you're looking ahead to next year and you're seeing these guys well this, this guy's younger i might as well you know save my money this year and go after that guy next year so you guys just need to it's not just about going out and getting a guy just because his name is Dallas Keiko or, or Craig Kimbrough. It's, Jason. Yeah, Hendricks. Anyway, another <laughs> deal that happened, and that actually happened today. Uh, the Angels, again, um, just adding more bullpen depth. They picked up a guy. Um, 
Daniel Hudson from the Dodgers. They agreed on a $1.5 million deal with another $1.5 million possible, you know, on per- performance bonuses. So I think this is just a depth move, but it's, an, it's another yeah. move to solidify the bullpen. Yeah, and, and I think you might see, and we have a question about it later, so I won't get too far into it. Um, but, yeah, it's just a depth to kind of see, hey, if he does great, then great, bring him up. Because this is a minor league deal, so it's not necessarily anything that's um, going to impact the sixty or the 40-man roster or even – um, you know, the guys that are up with the major league team. So that's something that is kind of just nice to know, but nothing to yeah. really I mean, and get if he, excited about. If he can make the team and he can be a valuable valuable asset, hey, the Angels spent $3 million on him. Right. That's nothing. Yeah. It's a one-year deal. You're done at, with him after the year. If you, you know, wash your hands. Another, yeah, another one-year deal. And it makes sense right now. I mean, you know, not locking up these guys for big deals, you know, when you know they'll have money to spend and hopefully they'll spend it right next year. <laughs> Excuse me. Moving on from that, I think that's pretty much all the moves the Angels yeah. made so far, right? Yeah, I mean, Cody Allen obviously is the big name. Um, you might see another couple moves, I think, come in the future, but we'll get to that later. But yeah, that's the big, big news player wise since last time we talked. Cool. Let's let's keep it moving. Every we're gonna move this uh, portion of our show up right now because we got something for you guys, and we'll get into it soon here. But let's go to the poll question, Daniel. Take it over. Yeah, so the poll question this this month, I guess, is because um, for people that don't know on Twitter, Halo underscore Haven posts a poll question before every podcast. So once we go weekly, it'll be a weekly poll question or even just a question in general. Um, so this one, because me and my wife um, went to uh, Angels Moving Day before they took off for spring training and just kind of seeing what people thought about it. I put a question up saying, um, you know, did people enjoy moving day? And, and, you know, a lot of people actually didn't go, which I was surprised because it looked like the turnout was pretty, pretty good. Um, but 17% people said yes, 10 people said no. And then the majority, the rest of it said they didn't go. But from what I experienced, it was actually pretty cool. You had Fletcher, you had uh, Middleton was probably the big name that was there signing with Noy Ramirez. You had the, the traditional yard sale. You had um, able to go through the store. The store had sales and everything like that. Um, it was all in front of the uh, front of the big gate under the hats, you know. So that was pretty interesting. And for people that and Chris went to the one last year and it's almost exactly the same. I went to the year in, in, yeah, I went the year before. Yeah, so it's almost exactly the same. And some people I've seen some people talking about how you know so and so teams do it better, so and so teams do it this way and that way. But and I don't know because I guess the Dodgers have a big like fan fest. I don't know. Do they do anything? Maybe Chris knows because his uncle is a big Dodger fan. Do they do anything in the middle of the year like the Fiesta, the Fiesta Angels, Angels. Like, like the well, Fiesta Angels do? Or the Angels used to have a fan fest every year. Right. I think they stopped in like I want to say 20, 2010 maybe, mm-hmm. and then they started doing this moving sale thing, and then adding a fiesta. fiesta. So that's later. what I'm saying. Do, do the Dodgers have anything in the middle of the year, or is it just the fan fest in the beginning? Yeah, I'm not aware of them doing anything in the middle of the year, but their fan fest at the beginning of the year, which they just had a few weeks ago, right. it's all on the field. It's a bigger production, right? But they have a lot of uh, players out there signing, but they charge for like autograph right. ticket lines that you don't know. When you buy a ticket and line up in a line, you don't know who's going to pop out. Yeah. Kind of like the Fiesta. That's what I'm saying. But, but the Fiesta is free, though. But you might see like a bigger star come out. Right. Like, well, you know, like, the Fiesta, and that's what I'm saying. The Fiesta, you had signatures. I mean, there was one year they had Rock Crew out there signing. Yeah, he popped out. He popped nowhere. out. 
Um, I mean, you have like you know the Chuck Finleys and, and, and uh, Mark Langston was there last year. But then also too, the good thing about the Fiesta last year was um, you had Cold, you had Trout, and you had Richard uh, Garrett on stage being interviewed by Trent yeah. Rush. So that yeah. was a cool little thing. So that's what I'm saying. Like if you combine the two, I think it's it's cool that the Angels do something like that because I don't yeah. think any of the other teams because yeah, I, I, I think the, the Brewers are the same way where they have a bunch of. Uh, players there, but yeah. you get quite a bit of players and coaches and and you know quote unquote angel legends um, at the <clears> Fiesta, and I think that's the that's the main one. I think they yeah. focus on. I think the moving day is just something cool. Let's just get rid of our all our old uh, bobbleheads and stuff like that, make room and stuff because that stuff yeah. was flying off off the well, you know the, off angels, the shelf. The angels fan fest in years before they had legit. I don't know if Chris remembers going um, to the fan fest before, but they had legit players there. I mean, I remember. Going and taking my picture with Tim Salmon and Bartolo Colon. I think there's a picture even with my brother and I with Vladimir Guerrero. And so I don't know. I mean, I don't. I mean, they've had good guys the last couple of years there. Like they had Cole one year and stuff like that. Sign. I mean, I mean, we're talking starters. I mean, you're, obviously Trout and Otani aren't going to yeah, be there, but yeah. Well, even a few years back, if you remember, they actually had the real Rally Monkey signing. <laughs> at one that of those fan fests, and so he was running with a little sharpie marker. Obviously, each, like uh, obviously each each uh, signature was different. Yeah, exactly. But way it. Yeah. I'm all, but I'm <laughs> still thinking in my head, like, how cool would it? That's got to be the rarest autograph there Dude, is. That would have freaked me out. Like, I'd, ha- I'd rather have that than Trout. Just all a random ass monkey running around and if with you, a and sharpie. And if you're not aware of what he's there for, you're just thinking, okay, who the hell brought the monkey? Like, yeah, yeah that's going to tag that my face with it or what? But, yeah, you know, that is that's too the autograph funny. I want. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a poll question. We're going to, uh, again, before our March one, the week before we post or we do the podcast, we will post another question on Halo underscore Haven. Um, get notifications, you know. Soon as we post it, uh, you'll get a notification saying that's up and 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 vote. But um, we try to do this every week. Um, post a Monday before the podcast. Yeah, so you guys just check it out on the Twitter and Instagram. We, we always post it, man. Just before we Twitter machine. Yeah, before we actually, you know, uh, uh, Daniel's the one that usually thinks of the question. It's not always angels related either. It could no. be something totally different that concerns baseball. Related, yeah. yeah. So moving on from that, the angels. Uh, unveiled or revealed who their non-roster invitees are this season and it's not necessarily you know um guys that you know i mean some of them are you know they could be free agents stuff but for the majority of the time the angels you know non-roster invitees are guys who are in the minor league systems you know this year the angels uh six pitchers miguel almonte uh one guy who we're i think i can speak for you on this one griffin canning is a guy who we're excited to see Alex Meyer, obviously, we know about him. He right, was he was, team. yeah, he was released and then resigned <clears throat> as a minor league contract. So again, he's not on the forty man roster. All these non roster invitees <clears throat> for people that don't um, know how this works is that the forty man roster is automatically um, practicing with the big league team, right? At spring training, they're at the big league field, field right? Um, and then you can, as as an organization, pick you know a handful of people that are, are players that are not on the forty man roster and come, bring them up <clears throat> to practice. Uh, with the big league team while all the other ones go down to the minor league fields, the lower fields and stuff like that. Right. So these are the guys that are not on the 40-man roster right now. Um, who, are, who pretty much the team wants to see. Exactly, against yeah. against big league um, opposition. I right. mean, you want to see some of these guys that you know might be a Joe Adele that is you know, 20, 21 years old and see how he's going to do against yeah. major league pitching now. And, Get him and, used to Right, exactly. And, these guys are more likely – I mean, there's kind of two ways to look at it. They're either guys that are holding on and trying to get that one last um, 
minor league uh, appearance, like like a, a Peter Borges mm-hmm. or like Eric Young Jr. in the years <clears throat> past. Yeah. And then there's the young guys that are coming up trying to get experience. So like right. Matt Dice, the Jemai Jones, right. the Griffin Canning. So you have a mixture of a little bit of both um, in the in the invitees. Right. So six pitchers: Alex Meyer, um, Miguel Monte, Griffin Canning, Alex Meyer, Matt Ramsey, Jeremy Rhodes, Forrest Snow, and Jared Walsh. Jared Walsh is the guy that we've we've he's a we've heard his name before. Um, five catchers: Dustin Garneau, Jack Kruger, who was with Inland Empire. He was in Inland Empire and finished the yeah. season with Double A, so we've uh, seen him. Julian Leon, exactly another same guy. Thing. He finished who, with Single A. Yep. Yeah, uh, uh, Kiner Pena and Roberto Pena. So there you go. Infielders: Jamai Jones. Jemai we've Jones. interviewed him on the show. Matt Thies, who's probably the most. I think he needs to have a great year yeah. this year because he's. I think I saw a story where he's like twenty four, twenty five, and he has yet to to yeah. break in. The major leagues yet so this kind of is going to be a make or break season i believe for him right uh the other infielder is wilfredo tovar and in the angels outfielders i mean obviously the guy that everyone wants to see joe adele peter uh, borges oh sorry <laughs> joe adele my wife just perked right? up uh brennan lund peter borges Jarrett parker caesar pueyo and this guy right here that we interviewed for the show this week uh, we interviewed him last week, actually, but, you know, um, before the Super Bowl. We interviewed him before yeah. the Super Bowl. And he was with Inland Empire, one of the top Angels prospects, one of the top 100 prospects in Major League Baseball. And it's Brandon Marsh. Brandon, uh, we got to see him in Inland Empire. We had interviews with him before. We always had great interaction with Brandon. We reached out to him. He's a super cool guy. And we were like, hey, we'd love to have you on the show, interview you before you head out to spring training. Congratulations on making, you know, getting on the uh, on non-roster invitee list. And he was super awesome, and he said, yeah, man, I'll jump on the show, and we conducted an interview with him. Yeah, it, it was crazy. To, and for people that don't know, he's a Georgia boy. He's from Georgia. He's in Georgia right now. So um, there's a little bit of a time difference, and because of our schedule and getting off work, you know, we get off work at like 5 o'clock, and it's already 8 o'clock down there. So for him, the fact that uh, to take the time out and and do the interview, you know, super late for him was, was awesome and, and um, had a lot of fun doing it. And you know, you kind of hope you see him at Inland Empire this coming year, but at the same time, you kind of hope you don't. And he gets that promotion to Double A coming out of camp. So um, we'll see, and we can't wait to also see him at Tempe. But uh, here's the interview John and I did uh, with Brandon Marsh. All right, we are here with Brandon Marsh, the number three prospect in the Angels organization, top 100 in Major League Baseball, going on his third year of third season of pro baseball. Just 21 years old, he spent last season with Burlington and the Inland Empire. Brandon, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Cool, man. So let's get into it. Daniel? Yeah, um, so, you know, kind of like what John was saying, you just finished up your first full season of uh, Major League Baseball, and then how do you feel that season went in your eyes? Uh, I feel like they were good times and bad times. Probably like everyone had to feel. Um, but uh, it was, made a lot, a lot more new friendships. Uh, it was a lot more competition. Than the year before, uh, it was a way to change it for anything. It was a fun year. I had a great time. Like I said, some good times, some bad times. I mean, I was gonna go through the bad times at some point just to face adversity and see how you can come out of it. So it was fun. I enjoyed it. Awesome. So last season was your first season playing over a hundred games, 127 to be exact. How was that grind for you, Brandon? Oh, it was new for me coming from high school and only playing about 40 games my first year in rookie ball. Uh, Definitely took a toll on my body towards the end. Uh, I just had to fight through it. You know, 
eat healthier and uh, just recover my body better. And it was it was a big change for me that I'm gonna take in, into this year. Uh, it was it, it was new. I had it was uh, there was a big struggle for me getting through it uh, around August. Right. So I'm uh, hoping that I hit that point this year, so just so I can just be on on my on my A game as as much as I possibly could. Now, now going from kind of like you said, you're beat up at the end of the season. What did you do at the end of it to at the end of the season, the off season to kind of um, unwind and, and maybe get away from baseball for a little bit? What what helped you get away from baseball? Well, what did you do? Like, what did you do after? Like, the season's over. You go back home. You know, did you take a vacation? Did you just hang out for you know a couple months? Like, what did you do once you got home and and this, after the season was over? I got home. Um, I went to I went to Instructs for eleven days. Uh, just uh, focused on my swing um, and I got home after that and I took a solid three, three and a half weeks off just of relaxing, not doing anything forgetting about my diet for those days. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, just just enjoying some me time for the first time in a long time uh, but what's that what's that, ended? We, we keep the rent back up I did take a vacation to Italy, though. I'll throw that okay. Yeah. Nice. What, uh, going to Italy, was there something there um, you were looking forward to seeing that was you know, maybe better in person than you thought originally? Everything there was six times more than I could imagine. It was, it was amazing. The food, the, 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 the views, it was, the culture, it was amazing. Uh, yeah, it was very fun trip. We went through the guys, uh, so it was, it was a fun trip. How, how different... Uh was the food, the Italian-American food, as opposed to the real Italian food? Well, I was expecting the, like, like the OG pizza spot. Uh, I forget what it was called, where pizza, like, was first, like... Made. Created. Um, yeah. It was, uh, I was, I was expecting it to be, like, a, a super, like, super overcharged just for a slice of pizza, but it was only, like... Six bucks for a whole, a whole, whole pizza. pizza. Wow. <laughs> and the pizza was ten times better than it was here. Yeah, so go figure. It was it was just a win win, so yeah, it was yeah, like I said, everything was just ten times better than than how I expected it to be. Right on, right on. So to kind of piggyback off of Daniel's question, I mean, what preparations are you taking or did you take to get ready for twenty nineteen? You know, I've I focused a lot on my swing. This off season, last off season, I was kind of I went into this I went into spring training a little blind, so just not knowing what to do, how to prepare myself for a full year. So I just kind of did what I thought was right. But this year, uh, the coordinators they have me doing uh, doing a lot uh, a lot of different things, good things with my swing. So um, it's it's a change that I'm looking forward to seeing happen, and it's uh, I feel like it's going to be. For the better of myself, and it's a, uh, it's it's been good. I've done a lot of the same things defensively, defensive with my field work, and with throwing, with my arm. It's uh, those have been the same. So I just the only the only change that I've done is having to do with my swing. So kind of going back to the beginning of the se- or the you know last season being your first full season. Uh, one of our uh, listeners on the podcast wanted to ask in your eyes what. Um, what was something that you did very in your eyes very well or very good in uh, during the season? Uh, very well, I would I would always.
So I feel like that's where I can separate myself from uh, from players. Uh, that I take a lot of pride in my in the defensive aspect of the game. So I feel like this year with whether it's either putting people out or saving a run here and there or cutting off the ball before it gets to the before it gets to the track, uh, I take a lot of pride in that. So I'd have to say the defensive aspect of my game is is what I had was what I think was the most successful this past year. Right on. So with um, with the influx of uh, of great young players, the Angels have in the system, you know, including yourself. Um, how exciting is it for you to look at where the organization is going to be in the next two or three years, or do you even look that far ahead? I personally, uh, believe it or not, I don't. I don't look that far ahead. Uh, just because I'll just it'll it'll mess with me. I don't know. Other people could be different. It'll it'll mess with, with with myself just because I just I just blow my head up with all these thoughts, and then I'll report to the field the next day, and I'll go over six or six. Right <laughs> It's uh, I mean, it's definitely. I, I would be lying to you if I said I haven't thought about it before, but right. I try to keep it off my mind. Uh, it's it could it could be a very a very fun future for a lot of the young prospects in the Angels organization and a lot of other players as well. Um, you kind of kind of going with what John was saying about the future. You know, around this time, you get a bunch of. Um, magazines, websites, all come out with their top 100 prospects list. And, you know, if you've shown up on a couple of them, do you look at those lists? Do you kind of try to ignore it and, and just let it be what it is? Or, or do you take some kind of pride in that also? I will, I will never go out of my way to look at them. Uh, if a lot of times is when someone will send it to me or congratulate me, and that's when I'll get a link from them or whomever and I'll click on it I'll look at it and I mean yeah it's it's awesome to see your name on lists like that with a lot of other phenomenal players but I mean from what I remember I'm somewhere in the 90s so it's I saw it a lot a lot more a lot a lot of ways to go so uh, yeah I try to I, I try to stay away from all of that but it comes my way I'll take a peek at it <laughs> that's awesome no um we have another listener that kind of wrote in. I'm paraphrasing what he said, and it's shout out to Lamar who sent this email, and he wanted to know. Uh, and I guess I guess this has to do kind of with what you mentioned earlier, but he asked, um, "What have you learned about yourself as a player uh, after your first full like 127 games playing this long of a season? What have you learned about yourself as as a, as a pro professional baseball player?" When I, when I, when I first stepped into professional baseball. I, I had a lot of doubts with myself, um, whether I'm going to keep up with the competition. It's not going to be like high school anymore. I don't even know what college is like, so I don't know where I'm going to fit in. If I'm going to be a decent, good, great, below average, average player, I don't, I don't know that. But I feel like I could. I feel like I've kept up for the most part in a lot of aspects of the game with a lot of other players. So. Um, it's, yeah, basically, yes. <laughs> so, you know, news came out, I think it was a week ago or so, that you um, got invited to big league camp for spring training. How did you find out that, that news? How did you, uh, and what was your reaction? Uh, so I got a phone call uh, from a staff member in the Angels organization. I actually missed the phone call. <laughs> so, uh, that, 
that was a good coming from the guy who called me. So um, <laughs> gave him a call back and uh, got the news. Uh, I was with a few people. And it was it was it was pretty cool. I, I mean, I was I wasn't expecting it. Uh, in my mind, I thought I was somewhat deserving of it, even though I was just made big head and stuff like that. <laughs> It was, uh, I mean, it was, it was an amazing call. It was just a quick phone call, and uh, it was eye-opening just to, for myself. It just showed that he, the angels are gonna put me up there with the, uh, with the big dogs. So just for a little bit, and uh, just I'm just gonna go up there, have fun, meet some new guys, uh, show what I can do, learn, be a sponge, and absorb from the best. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, uh, you kind of answered my next question. I mean, I, you know, you being so young, you know, obviously you turned some heads getting called up to uh, Major League Camp. Um, but uh, how excited are you to kind of get along there with Mike Trout and, and guys like Justin Upton, those veteran guys that can, you know, that can teach you a thing or two? How, how excited are you uh, with that? Yeah, man, I mean, it's mind-blowing just guys that, I mean, I've been fans of when Upton came through came through Atlanta I mean it was just things like that now I'm going to be able to do a little work with them and learn from those guys who I've looked up to it's uh, I mean it's it's going to be like a once in a lifetime experience I'm hoping there's going to be more experiences to come but I'm super excited man it's, it's going to be it's going to be a heck of a spring training for sure with all the guys that got invited to spring training and everything like that, have you sat back and thought at all that there's a possibility uh, that you could be playing a spring training game and then you look at the outfield, it's yourself, uh, Joe Adele, and then Mike Trout uh, in the outfield playing a game? Yeah, that, I mean, there's, there, might be, there might be a little occasion where that happens. Uh, um, it doesn't, it honestly doesn't matter to me. Uh, it'll... It would be super cool if that were to happen. Just look over to my right or left and see those two guys. So, I mean, uh, to answer your question, I I have thought about it. <laughs> yeah. so, it's kind of hard so, not to, yeah, that's for sure. It's, yeah, it's hard, it's hard not to, but I'm just going to go with the flow, man, and uh, I'm just going to have fun with whatever, wherever, whenever they, they put me. When? So. When is your report date? Do you know your report date yet for spring training? Uh, if I recall right, it is uh, our physicals are the seventeenth of February. Okay, so that's okay. like right around the corner. Yeah, so I'll be, there, I'll be there a week and a half before just to get used to the time change stuff like that. Yeah, so. exactly. Have you have you kept in contact with Joe and 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 you know some of your teammates that are headed out that way? Yeah, I was just I was just talking to Joe uh, the other day. Um, on FaceTime, yeah. So it was, uh, I've been keeping up with him mostly. Everyone that I've came across the last two years of pro ball that are with us with the Angels. So, uh, yeah, can't try to keep up with everyone. So, so you know, just we kind of talked to you before at the stadium and, and we kind of got your music taste. So, coming into the next season, what is a possibility walk-up song that you want to be playing when you uh, come up to bat? Okay, so I'm going to change it up this year. Okay. Uh, I have three choices. I'm going to give you two of them. Okay. okay. So one of them is either going to be 
Jersey, my future. Okay. My future Drake collab album. Okay. Uh, and the other one is going to be Cameras by Drake on his Take Care album. Okay. okay. There you go. And then that that third that third uh, wild card, you're gonna keep that a secret just in case you choose it. Well, that one's gonna come out when I'm struggling a little bit. Oh. So, so it's, gonna, it's, gonna, it's gonna be a slump buster. <laughs> is it slump buster? Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna bring me back. I got you. Okay. Well, okay. Br- well, Brandon, I hope you never have to play that song. Yeah, man. exactly. Me too. I mean, that's fine to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good strategy. I like that. Yeah. All right, man. We we, we want to thank you for taking time out and, and just chatting with us, and you being in Georgia. We know there's a big time difference, so thank you. And uh, you know, there's something going down in Georgia this weekend that's pretty big, I guess we've heard. And uh, so we're wondering, who do you got on the game on Sunday? Really bad. <laughs> I already know where he's going. But you know, I, I'm not a Rams fan. I'm not a Patriots fan. I probably should be a little bit of a Rams fan. But um, I, uh, I just I want Brady to get another one, man. And I'm not a Brady fan, so it wouldn't. I'll tell, I'll tell you this: I wouldn't be upset if either either team won. But if I had to go 51, 49 percent, I give the 51 to the Patriots. Just okay. I mean, just their experience. One of the best coaches in the game. One of the best QBs. Rams have all this young and upcoming talent that's pretty, pretty dang good and could easily win them a Super Bowl right now. So, but I just want to see Brady get them that one more, just to have the most of all time. So. Awesome. No, that's good. That's a good reason why, especially if you don't have a, a dog in the fight, you can, yeah. uh, you know, that's a good yeah. reason why. The Tom Brady advantage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's the way I look at it. I want to, that's why, like, with, Le, I know this is off topic, but, like, with, Le, with LeBron and MJ, I want LeBron to go down as, like, the greatest. Right. Just because he's from my, my era. Your my generation. generation yeah. So, yeah, I wasn't watching all the Marinos, the Eighth Men, so I was watching Brady, so yeah. well, like I was watching the Bronze, so that's that's what I'm saying. That makes that makes that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. No, yeah. Yeah. Awesome dude. I wanna I wanna I wanna be like I wanna I wanna be able to say like yeah, he was from my entire Yeah. You know, and you've seen him play yeah. He was the dude I watched, so I want, I want, I want those people to go down as the, the greatest so. Yeah, you you've touched on something really like that I've always people have always asked me, Man, what's your top like center fielder of all time and and and, er- and everyone gets mad at me when i don't pick willie mays but i'm like i can't say willie mays because i never saw him play so my answer is always ken griffey jr so you know what i mean so everyone has their i get exactly what you're saying saying you nailed it on the on the head dude yeah that's that's what i look at as well so yeah. all right man that's awesome uh, thank you very much for joining us and and we'll definitely have to try to see you at tempe when we go down for spring training yeah for sure that's all good man Hey, what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. 
Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. This is Hook Vicious. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And we are back. Thanks to all our sponsors. Without them, none of this would be possible. All the gear, equipment, and everything that we have to make this show uh, possible. It's through GroomGroom.com. And, uh, of course, you know, um, www.epicradio.tv. And then, of course... uh, Alley Cat SoCal. So, anyway, I want to thank Brandon Marsh for the interview. Cool guy, as you can see. Um, Just a really relaxed, yet uh, hardworking kid. The time he spent in Inland Empire and the time we spent with him there, it just shows that the kid, you know, he's... And I like, too, when you start talking about, like, his walk-up music, you can tell that he kind of had that excitement, like, yeah, okay, cool, like, this is what I'm thinking. When you start talking, and that's why, like, when you start talking to some of these guys about stuff away from... The actual game, they kind of get more excited. They kind of get like a little more loosened, loosened up by it. They're not right. so like, oh, this is what I gotta say. This is what I gotta do. Right. So right. that that was a cool little insight. Yeah, to what and, his thoughts were. And Brandon Marsh, uh, to a lot of people who don't know his name, maybe not might not know because of Joe Adele and Jemai Jones and Griffin Canning. A lot of scouts predict Brandon Marsh to be a better hitter than like a Jemai Jones or even a more polished hitter than Joe Adele right, right. now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it shows a kid. He's a left-handed hitter. Um, so just saying, a real natural right, right, right field yeah he's lefty for right lefty. switch him out no a real natural you can just tell him and, and i like his answer too about this defense how he takes he takes yeah, pride takes into his pride defense in and that's cool that know that um and it showed too there's a couple games i went to in in uh, Inland empire and he gunned a guy mm-hmm. down trying to uh, stretch a, a double into a triple and, right. and and he had a great arm great accuracy and was able to throw him out so yeah absolutely um, you know hopefully more interviews coming uh, hopefully I talk to Trent Rush at the moving day and hopefully we'll get him in a couple weeks when he comes back from spring training. Absolutely. Cool. So moving on to another segment of our show with a lot of people, a lot of our listeners, they're pretty excited about it. And, and, and I'm excited about it because it's actually happening two times in a row. Right. And so, so rare, very rare. So you guys are, should be like honored right now. Rare. Uh, but no, uh, segment of the show that you guys all love and clamor for. It is another edition of the Curator's Chronicles. This is the Curator here with another edition of the Curator's Chronicles. Uh, making it two in a row after a long absence. The Curator, I'm going to refer to myself in third person here, has been off uh, focusing on a vintage baseball league with uh, Johnny Mags. Uh, the Riverside Smudge Pots at Riverside Smudge Pots on Instagram. Shameless plug there. There you go. Um, but uh, we're so working on curating that league. But getting ready for spring training. And uh, spring training is probably one of my favorite times of the year. And today's... Uh, Angel's history fact actually has to do with spring training. So this comes from a book by John Snyder called The Angel's Journal. But um, it's not this day, but kind of like this month. And as I, I mean, it's like we do monthly podcasts. Right? You might, might as well do the, the this month in so, Angel's so baseball. So that's what so we're going to do. Let's roll with it. Bear with me. But February 23rd, 1993. 
The Angels opened their new spring training headquarters in Tempe, Arizona. What year was the that? New what year was that? 1993. Oh, wow. In Tempe, Arizona. The club had trained in Palm Springs, California since 1961 and at both Palm Springs and Mesa, Arizona from 1984 through 1992 and i guess you know how awesome would it be if they still were in palm springs um you know after work you get off like at three o'clock still make it out there for like a night game right and i I always uh, had fond memories as a kid being a fan of the cow league going to see the riverside red wave play out at palm springs at that little stadium out there uh it's still there um, went by there a few years back, took uh, some pictures out there, threw off the mound. Nolan Ryan threw off that mound, sat in that dugout. So um, it's pretty cool. And um, it's kind of funny now. The yeah. new Tempe Diablo yeah. Man, And it's funny. The Tempe is obviously some of the older ones because you go to Sloan or you go to um, – what's the one we went to where the – Reds and the I think was it Reds and Indians shared right that Goodyear one or? it's in Goodyear but I don't yeah. know I don't know the name of the stadium yeah, yeah. but anyways that's a really nice stadium too and these are all like these new ones popping up and stuff like that so, right I um, I ninety three was the first year we went out to Tempe too uh, for spring training my dad took us it was me my brother and my mom we went to spring training in Tempe brand new and I remember it's so weird because I you know we talk about Tempe Diablo and it's it's so like run down as now. opposed to you know everything the newer else. stadiums yeah and i just but i remember going and i don't even think i mean it's been so long but i don't even remember the practice fields being there in 93 i think it was just the stadium guys so, it might have been just the stadium yeah. and then they kind of it was just in. like i just remember the stadium in a like just empty like just grass not fields but the guys would run on that grass so I remember going ninety three, and I do remember going as a kid to Palm Springs. My dad would take us to spring training in Palm Springs, at least one or two games. Yeah, but we would go to the minor league baseball games and watch. Uh, I remember watching Fernando Valenzuela pitch for the Angels as he was making his he's going to make his Angels debut in like ninety two, and he pitched maybe two games in uh, Palm Springs, and we went there to watch him. So. A lot of legends passed through. Yeah. yeah. So Palm uh, Palm Springs Angels, uh, single A affiliate of the Angels, uh, they were actually there from '86 to '93. Um, some of the big time Angels that you you know some household names yes, pass through there. Uh, one household name, Pete Rose Jr. You remember that guy? <laughs> junior. <laughs> junior. 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 Yeah. And Dante Bichette, okay. J.T. Snow, Tim Salmon, Garrett Anderson, Troy Percival. And Jim Edmonds. I remember when Jim Edmonds played there. And it was a cool little stadium. They had actually had a little, like, stand. And it sold baseball cards. Like a baseball card little stand. And you can go like down there. Shack, it was like a shack. Yeah. It's still there. You can go down to the bullpen. Like the little side bullpen you would throw as a kid. So that was fun. And, um, and going back to moving day, I think the coolest thing for moving day for me is to see that little old equipment box that was from 1961. That they still oh, yeah, load they still, on that they, old they, yeah. Dominion mm-hmm. truck. Yep. I think that's something that I I didn't know about years ago. And then I saw a picture one day. I'm like, wow, it's like the tradition that they cool. keep do every year. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, cool. and I think the Angels kind of neglect their tradition in some ways. You know, we don't promote it maybe as much as like the Dodgers or something like that, Yankees. Wow. But like that tradition there, we don't have the is is yeah. deep. Yeah. Um. You know. You know, tradition per se, but I just think that was a cool connection. So that's being, you know, that's there right now. And so as we approach spring training, um, you know, 
I, th- I actually like to be Diablo. So. No, I do too. I mean, it's, it's definitely a great stadium, and, and the, where the lower fields are located, it's always cool yeah. to go from the big stadium and walk down to the lower fields. And it's little... it's cool because like when you're on the lower fields and you see like like when you're able to go and uh, Mike Trout is down there hitting the ball. It's so cool because you're standing off. It's just a fence is separating you. Well, yeah, from and, 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 and that's what I love too about this is spring training in general. Yeah, is that you can go early in the morning and you can just sit wherever and watch mm-hmm. uh, pitchers take fielding practice or take or see outfielders taking pop fly. I mean, it's it's a legit yeah. practice and and you can just sit wherever you yeah. want it and see these guys go through an actual MLB spring training practice yeah. and not they don't they charge nothing just kind of come yeah. hang out sitting there hearing the glove hit the ball the ball hit the glove hearing well, the and ball. especially because at that point it's been so long since yeah. the last baseball game you're that you're willing to take anything jonesing yeah, yeah exactly I'll watch yeah. I'll watch I'll watch uh, just give me Albert. a little hit of it let me a little hit of it I I'll watch care. Albert run gingerly down yeah. to first base this is the only time he's healthy all year why yeah. not right you know young uh, uh, yeah fresh leg Albert Pujols and, and late February early March I'll yeah. take it but uh yeah, all right. It's not well, in June. Well, Chris, uh, sign yourself off there, unless, unless you have something else. No, that's all I have. I am wearing a Palm Springs Angels hat, by the way, and John has one too. Yeah, um, just not with him right now. Yeah, it's kind of hard to find the Palm Springs Angel hat. It's a really cool hat, but um, the Hat Club over in the Ontario Mills Mall um, – it's probably one of the few places. Shout out. Hopefully, if, if anyone, the only if, place. If, if anyone from that hat club's listening, um, we will take a sponsorship. And you we will could, be sponsored in hats. Yeah, but I say, and we'll take payment in hats. We'll or hats. store or credit. Di- di- yeah, discount or hats. something like that. I mean, we so, we're open to uh, negotiation. Yeah, cool place. Up. A lot of minor league, rare minor league, defunct teams, stuff yeah. like that. So, um, you know, John and I, um, a few other guys head over there. So, uh, Palm Springs Angels. <laughs> And that was another edition of the Curators Chronicles. Right, moving right along. Absolutely. Give them a round of applause. Two times in a row. Only, yes. if, only if we had a live studio audience, then we can get actual applause. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, moving along, uh, let's answer some email questions. Uh, let's do it. And then, you know, because a lot of our, our listeners, they email us questions. And then, you know, we love to read them and stuff. So... Um, a lot of the times we actually answer the question before we actually read them, but it's, right, it's okay yeah. to kind of go backtrack and give you guys shout outs and we appreciate you guys. Um, first email comes from Lamar Washington, a guy who emails us frequently, actually. So what's up, guys? So do you guys think, what do you guys think about the signing of Cody Allen? I feel that it's good. It's a good move. Stabilizes the back end of the bullpen, makes us stronger in the later innings, allowing Key to come in later in the season without much pressure. What are your guys' thoughts? Um, Dan, you want to start yeah, on Yeah, kind of like what we talked about earlier. When we first discussed um, the signing, you you are now in a position where you don't have to force Key in that closing position. When he does come back, you now you're going to be able to manage his um, his innings coming off of Tommy John surgery a lot, lot easier now than you would have previously. But then also, too, you have um, a lot of the younger guys, whether it's Buttree or Anderson, those guys can now be your – like you said, eighth and seventh yeah. um, inning guys, and you don't have to worry about putting those, not necessarily rookies, but very young players in those kind of positions. Yeah, yeah no, like 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 you just mentioned, I had mentioned before, it doesn't 
picking up Cody Allen just doesn't help us in the eighth and the ninth inning. It helps helps us in the seventh, eighth, and ninth because you're able to slide in a Justin Anderson in the seventh inning. Actually, you're able to slide in a guy like a Justin Anderson, a, a Buttry, um, into situations where I need him to pitch right now. No matter if it's a sixth, seventh, or eighth inning, because any of those guys can fill that role. And then you go into Cody Allen to finish the game and stabilizing, actually closing the back end of the bullpen. So I lo- I, I mentioned it before. I thought it was a great move. I'd rather have Allen than a Kimbrel because of the, the money in the cheaper. year situation. Yeah, definitely cheaper. Yeah. So moving along from that, we got Duncan Healy, our favorite Alaskan. Is that a word? I, I, we're, we're making it, it now. now. Yeah, it is now. Our favorite Alaskan. He said, hello there, guys. <clears throat> Not much happening in Angels Land, huh? So I'll ask this question. Who is your favorite all-time angel who people may not remember or who wasn't a team legend or household name? He also said, oh, and it was great to hear the curator again. And he was back for a second time, too. He said, it actually froze over here in Alaska. Uh Ha-ha. Can't wait till the season starts. So <laughs> is that what hell freezing over? Is that a joke wow, for that? The vortex. So it was the yeah. curator's uh, chronicles that there created the vortex. And that's why it's been so cold here in Riverside. I mean, yeah. I'm waking up and there's ice on my windshield. Yeah, snow. Like uh, Leprechaun Jason would say, he said there was snow on his car. <laughs> um, you want to go first, Dan? Uh, yeah, I mean, you'll probably have a bigger reach or bigger understanding of this, but. I guess if you want to say, I don't know if he's, he's not a legend per se, but I think he's kind of underrated. I think, and you've said his name a couple of times and I don't think I'm taking, I might be, um, Sean Figgins. Okay. I think is one of those guys where Angel fans know who he is. He's definitely not a, I love Sean. he's definitely not a MLB household name by any means. Um, I think he's underrated by his versatility and able to play a bunch of different positions. Offensively, he wasn't terrible. I think he, I think people have this misconceived notion of him being like just he can't hit or he's not oh, a great man he you know, had some really yeah, good seasons exactly so i think if you're going to talk about like kind of like an underrated non-household name um angel wise i think sean fingers would probably be the first one that popped he's the first one that popped in my mind um when that right. when i read that question that's a good one um not my answer but i mean okay. i'm thinking about it i should have said so what, what about you chris come on you answer this one no, it's fine, man. come on Ah, uh, that's a tough one. I mean, I would say like even like I don't know if you're an, if you follow the Angels somewhat, you would know Sean Figgins. Not a, not at like you know like what's well, I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Saying, we're like, not rolling a jersey around, right? With yeah, Figgins exactly. on the back. Uh-huh. They, they made him. They made him for sure. Um, but how you know, many people like, now? Like if he shows up at one of these signings, how many people now are going to know who that is? That's true, that, that's kind of what I'm thinking about. Got to be pretty hardcore. Yeah, true. I don't know. Like you know, a player that just kind of popped in my mind out of nowhere was Jeff Devanen. <laughs> Yeah. I don't okay. know why that guy had some pop in his okay. bat. Yeah. If you remember yeah, him, back like two thousand, you know, four or five mm-hmm. that time. But okay. uh, I thought Jeff Devanna was kind of kind of a cool player. I wish he had a little bit more success in you know in the league. But I don't know. That's no, that's not, bad. that's not bad. I always like Gary Sarcina growing up. Oh, yeah. Gary, I thought yeah. he was a pretty solid you know yeah. stay at shortstop. But uh, I don't know. Okay. I know. Oh, I know who you got though. Really? Yeah, I already, I already made my okay, guess about go. you. I already what is got it, it. Then what is it? No, 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 Chris. Here, what here, is it? Here, I'm gonna write it down right now, okay. and then he's gonna say it. I don't know. I don't know. It depends. I don't know. Cause I got somebody. I got two people in my head, and. Uh, All right. What is it? He wrote it down. <laughs> so I got, I got two people in my head, and and I'm. Chris knows. I think Daniel knows that I'm. I love like no name people, like no name players. Yes. Uh-huh. I think Chris is betting on that right now. Um, I love no-name players, and one guy that 
stood out to me a lot, and I don't know why, was Renee Gonzalez. (laughs) (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Wait for it. Wait for it. Yeah, all right. We got it. Right, uh, he legit wrote it down. Renee Gonzalez is a guy who, like, no one would know unless you're a hardcore awesome. Angel fan. Um, he was uh, an actual – he was a Orioles prospect, but unfortunate for him, there was a guy named Cal Ripken. Who's that guy? And then he ended up moving over to third base. And so – and and Renee Gonzalez actually liked the number eight. I think he wore the number eight all through minor league system. So when he went to the Orioles, he had to use number 88. And then he stuck with that number when he came to the Angels. He had two stints with the Angels. He wasn't – if you look at his stats, he was terrible. But for whatever reason, I love the guy. So that that's one of my guys. The other guy is Luis Polonia. Um, Luis Polonia was like the leadoff hitter for the Angels in the early – probably I would say 90 through like 92. And he led the league I think two or three years um, in stolen bases. I think he averaged like 50 to 60 stolen bases per season. And he was a hell of a little hitter. Um, great player. He ended up winning a world championship, I think, with the Braves and the Yankees. So, Luis Polonia, Rene Gonzalez, and, like, another guy just for honorable mention, I think. I always like Benji Gill at second yeah, base okay. uh, for that 2002 world championship Angels team. Yeah. I, I was – yeah, someone yeah. – yeah. But I just – like I said, the first – when I read that, I don't know why, but the first Sean person – Sean That's perfect. Sean, That's yeah. a great answer. There's yeah. a lot on that 2002 team, too. Like, Sean Figgins was Sean Figgins. Yeah. 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 But and I, I kind of took it as now, like right. people now. Jose he, Molina is another guy, right? Yeah, but I think well, Jose's part of the staff now, so that name right. kind of rendered right. Right. People will will know who that is just because of the name and, and it's connected to the um, connected to the Angels now. So, okay. um, yeah, definitely sweet. Uh, let's keep moving on here. More that was a great that was a great question there, Duncan Healy, Alaskan. Um, Alaskan. The, yeah, the next one comes from Jason Greenbaum. He's new, isn't he? I, I believe so. I don't I think, think he's, he's ever new, emailed yeah. us. He said, hello there. What do you guys, um, what do you, I think he said, what do you see about the Angels? What do you think, maybe? What do you think about the Angels' depth this season heading into spring training? Do you think they're still in the mix for possibly picking up another starter or possibly reliever? reliever? I'm not expecting any world beaters. I I mean, if something lands on their lap and they like it and it's not, yeah, no. No, um, I'm more of a like they'll might pick up like a Gio Gonzalez or some type of that pitcher if it's there, if it's there but not they're not going right. to go after it. And they did today. I mean, there's always a yeah. there's always a chance. I, think I mean, there's there's not going to be someone that is going to break camp with the team. It's going to be one of those guys that get brought up. And then if he has a good year, you're like, oh, wow, where did this guy come from? And then you're going to look it up, and it's going to be like, oh, they signed him a couple days before spring training. Um, I don't think there's anyone out there that they'll sign that's going to be like, he's going to have a major factor or a, a solidified role in the in the bullpen. I think if they sign anyone, it's going to be for depth. I think it's going to be for um, let's give him a shot and see how, how it pans out. Right. Last email comes from Lauren Codd. She says, spring training is almost here. The guys here at the shop wanted me to thank you guys for reading the question on air. Absolutely. You're welcome. Thank you guys for, you know, emailing in. Great show, by the way. My husband will be in Tempe the weekend you guys will be out there. However, I will be there the week before. Someone has to run a shop. Question this month. Who's the front runner for your opinion at second base? Fletcher? Thank you guys for the show, as always. Well, let's go through... 
I guess your options would be Fletcher. Fletcher. Um, Raven Fingo. Fingo and, and, and Kozer. I think those are your uh-huh. three options. And from everything I'm hearing or seeing right now, it's going to be Fletch. Fletcher mm-hmm. at second and then Kozer at third. Unless they pick up a third baseman, like maybe a Moose. I don't know. I, I think, and that's the thing with this, especially Machado for that position. Once mm-hmm. he, say he goes to the Phillies, now Chicago, that White Sox has been on him and trying to get him. Now they're probably going to go for a Moustakas. Moustakas. So, um, again, and that's going to have to be one of those things where the price has to be right. But Absolutely, I, yeah. Right now, I'm thinking you're going to see Fletcher, Fletcher. at second. Um, Cozart at third. third. Now, Rafingo, if he continues having that, if he gets a hot start in AAA uh, and maybe Cozart struggles maybe a little bit, I wouldn't mind seeing kind of a switch there and just kind of see who has the hotter hand when it comes right. to that. Um, and same thing with Ward. If Ward, for whatever reason, comes out and he has a great spring, um, maybe you see Ward at third and then Kozar moves to second. Um, but if I had to take a guess right now, without spring training starting or anything like that, I would say Kozar at third and Fletcher at second. Fletcher at second with uh, maybe La Stella being that. Uh, I think La Stella is, is kind of guaranteed into that. Utility bench, role. Yeah, bench player utility. Cliff Pennington uh, role, as right, I like to call the it. The guy that can um, one day play third and then two days later second. second and yeah. then maybe if Simmons needs a day off, he can play short. Stop, you know? yeah. um, I think he's pretty much. He's that. That's his position. I don't see him as a guy that's really contribute or really going after that starter's position. Right now. Absolutely. So that was the last email. So again, if you guys want to email the show, it's allangelspodcast at gmail dot com. Any comments, questions, and concerns for the show, allangelspodcast at gmail dot com. A couple questions on Instagram. The first one is um, we're on Instagram live right now. Halo underscore Haven. Uh, who is the ace of the Angels of the Halo starting rotation? Again, I, I don't think they have an ace. But no, I mean, if you had a. If you're going to say. Okay, who's Skaggs? Gonna, if you're going to re- rephrase that question and say. Heaney? Who's going to who's gonna start opening day? If everyone's healthy, who's starting opening day? Heaney. Heaney? I think Heaney is too. Yeah. I think Heaney, Skaggs. And, not, and he's not an ace as far as Major League Baseball is concerned. He's just the best pitcher on the Angels. No, no not I, the best pitcher on the Angels. I think he's a guy that they say, here's the ball, take it opening day. Right. I, mean, I, I hate the word ace, to be right. honest with you. Um, yeah, I, I don't think we have an ace on the staff. But um, another one that I saw on Instagram, and then last question we'll get to is, uh, do you think the Angels will ever retire Garrett Anderson? Um, if they haven't retired number 15 yet, yeah. they're not going to retire 16. But I don't understand what's the holdup. I, I don't understand why either. Not. Because it's, it's kind of... Technically retired because no one's no one's used it. No one's used it. No since one's used. No retired. one's used fifteen or sixteen. Right. So if if no, Conger used sixteen, Congress, yeah. but no one has used number fifteen. Right. And no retire salmon before they retire Garrett Anderson. And they need. I mean, and this year might be a good year to do something like that because you always seem to have like a Angel Hall of Fame inductee. Yeah. But maybe this year because um, last year you had the big Vlad getting into the Hall of Fame and everything like that. Maybe this year. I, I don't know. I don't know anything. Um, but maybe this year we can actually see him get retired. Because, I mean, if no one's been using it since you retired, yeah. it's kind of like the unofficial. Right. Why not make it official and just put his name up there where and, I think and, it, where he deserves and, to be? And Tim Salmon's been retired since 2000. I think 2006 was And he works year. for the team pretty much. So he's and, always going to be there for the Yeah. And uh, when the Angels signed Dan Heron, uh, he wanted 15 and they told him the number was not available. Available. So it's weird. I don't yeah, know why. I, 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 I mean, out of the O two team that's not already retired. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't see why not. Those two guys. Well, yeah. would Be the first one for and then, sure. And then I would like to see Percy later. Yeah. Well, for sure. I like I said, Garrett's not getting his number retired and before Tim Salmon. Fifteen's got to be retired first. Then it'll be sixteen. Then it'll be like you said, 
Percival. To Percival, because they're all-time leader and say, right. Angels all-time so, leader. So you like have that. to recognize that. Yeah. and then Eventually, hopefully. I mean, he threw the final pitch of, yeah. the, of the O2 World Series. I mean, how... Yeah. And it's not like he was just a random dude. Like you said, all-time yeah. saves leader. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd eventually get retired, but not not before Tim Salmon. So, anyway, thank you guys again. We'll, we always post, um, you know, on our Instagram that we'll be, uh, you know, we'll start posting this on our Instagram or answer your questions. But another thing that rose a lot of controversy, I call it Hatgate. Hatgate. Hatgate 2019. And we have all the hats here. Or right. not all the hats, but the last four years. Dan posted the picture on the Halo Haven. I'm a hat whore. Yeah. Actually, he's a hashtag cool patch bro um but the spring training hats and 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 i you know the angels they're just so non-original when it comes to the hats um every team has for spring training a like a a, a, what would you call it uh what do you call that alternate Alternate, an alternate hat the dodgers have the dodger d on there the rockies have that mountain with the colorado symbol in the middle um the Royals have the crown. And a lot of people are saying, well, the Angels don't have a mascot, the Rally Monkey. Do you really want a Rally Monkey on the hat? No, but the Angels have. <laughs> Chris like, loves it. If you guys are watching it on Instagram, why not put this on their hat that they use on the field? A cactus with a halo over it. Something like original. They don't. It's all red. Something and that needs blue. to be fun, yeah. I mean, it's the same, it's the so, same design every year, different patch. Again, we're on Instagram Live. so Yeah, if you guys want to uh, see it. So we're looking. Uh, the one I'm showing right now is this year's patch, and, and that's pretty much the only difference between the hats. Um, last year, they went to this weird material. Mm-hmm. What, how would you describe the material? It's like John? not quite clothy. It's not cloth. It's like you have the, the, the Under Armour shirt. Yeah, kind of, but a little I mean? rougher. Yeah, a little, a little thicker maybe, yeah. Um, but yeah, they seem to go right back to the cloth, and the cloth is the, or the cloth one is even a little bit different than, has a kind of like a honeycomb yeah. design on it. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I have every year... Um, whether my wife likes it or not, I get I get the spring training hat and the all star hat every year, and then probably like a couple other hats throughout the year. Like last year, I got the um, the camouflage one and, mm-hmm. and some from sixty sixers. But anyways, um, for this one, it's just a regular cactus on the patch of the home base. Um, the only thing I don't like about it is that it doesn't have the year. So, yeah, that's and weird. so like in five years when I when I pull it out, I'm gonna be like, oh, oh you know, wait, what year was this again? Yeah. So maybe under the brim, I'll have to write down the year since it's not on there, but. All the other patches, I like the patches. I mean, you have the one from uh, 2016 that was like the road, mm-hmm. the interstate sign. Um, same thing with 17, just, just just a different color. And then the one from last year, um, you have the home home base design with the AZ on it. So, um, again, it, it, made, it had a lot more traction than I thought it was going to have. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, but... Um, yeah. Well, I mean, in prior years, I don't, if you guys remember, the Angels, and somebody had mentioned it on our Instagram, they said, what if they just reverse a color, the bill? Even something simple, simple yeah. as that. Yeah. Navy blue hat with the red bill. And that they used that in spring training, I think, from like 2002 through like 2004 or five, And then around six and seven, they went to this style hat with the red with the blue bill. Or is it black? The really dark blue, I think. It's a dark blue, almost black, but yeah. Um, I would like it if they just reversed the color, man. That, that would make a world of difference. Right, or even go like a gray, like your hat. Go with yeah. a gray. Like, yeah, it, it's just there's so many different things they can do with it that you're kind of disappointed that when it comes out and it's the same thing every year. I mean, you have Detroit has four different hats. They have the, the their traditional D that their normal hat's going to be with different colors, and then they have two uh, with the actual lion head. Tiger um, head? 
the tiger head, sorry, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Lion, tiger, whatever. Um, but one of them is their blue, and one of them I think is their like the orange color yeah. or whatever. So, I mean, there's so many different things they were are able to do that they just haven't. So Angels just don't, they don't knock out the merch like other teams, and it's right. a little frustrating. But whatever, it is what it is. I and I will buy it. the All-Star hat still. Yeah, of course, that, because that's the only time we get something different. Right. I don't blame the, you. Because the All-Stars are, maybe yeah. at that time I'll, I'll buy the hat, and we'll have this whole discussion about the last um, X amount of years of uh all-star hats. All-star hats, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, that's pretty much going to wrap it up for the show. Unless you, oh, well, we got some dates, right? Yeah, Pretty dates. Good. Dates to look out for. Dates oh, to... Oh, hold uh, on. Hold on. Here we go. Oh, wait. We got to get the curators. Uh, Sorry, I had to jump on. I think we, we I think we'd be a little bit remiss if we didn't talk about the recent passings. Uh, yesterday, we lost Frank Robinson, yeah, yeah. Uh, first African-American manager in MLB history. Um, played on the Angels for 73 and 74 seasons. Uh, you know, his time as an Angel wasn't, like, you know, extremely notable. But, um, yeah, just a loss for the game in general. Even had a kid at the high school I work at came up to me and said, hey, we, we lost Frank Robinson. That's how I learned of the news. And so I thought that was cool that even the youth kind of respected that. Um, also lost Eli Gerba, the first Angel. Um, he was actually a friend of Halo Haven. Uh, he died a few weeks ago. Um, kind of sad about that passing, even though he was older. Um, Chris got to know has, him really well. Yeah, I got to know him, talked to him on the phone. He, uh, you know, he um, wrote a book a few years back, The Fallen Angel. Talks about, you know, his time in the big leagues um, and just his struggles with addiction. But he uh, he was a very cool guy. We never got an interview, which we were supposed to. We never did it. So I guess my my message in life is do things when they're when they're present and just go for it. So um, so you don't regret that. But um, yeah, sad day for um, some notable halos um, in our history. So yeah, definitely something that uh, kind of shook the MLB world yesterday. Because yeah. I mean, uh, I'm talking about uh, Frank Robinson. Frank Robinson. Yeah. Uh, Two time MVP, one in each league, which is the only yeah, guy yeah. still to ever do that, and then the first black manager in, in baseball. Which is funny too. I started watching these watch the stories about him back then as a player manager, and you're like, yeah. what? It's like, oh yeah, his first cool. his first game as a quote unquote manager, he hits a home run. Cool fact too. His first game as an angel, he hit a home run. His first at bat as an angel, he hit a home run. So. The only time I ever saw Frank Robinson like at a game was when the Angels were in. They had an interleague game when interleague kind of took off against the Nationals. Brendan Donnelly was going to his glove and he saw oh, some yeah. substance. I, I was up in the cheap seats and uh, they got an argument. Jose Guillen was in there. Sosha, there. Sosha was about to throw down. Yeah, like he was trying to get a you know his pizza delivery or whatever it may be. But um, <laughs> yeah, lead. Frank Robinson stood his ground and he was you know in his early seventies at that time. So I, yeah, I kind of respect that fact, even though he was on the opposing team. So yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, tough news, but yeah, you're right. That's why he's a curator, man. So, yep. um, got a couple of dates. Yep. Spring training dates, dates to look forward to. February 13th, pitchers and catchers. That's less than a week from when we're recording this. Uh, position players, February 18th. So, a uh, handful of days afterwards. And then we kick off February 23rd. First game. First uh, spring training game. Um, I think they're playing San Francisco. So I'm sure it'll be on Fox Sports and yeah, I think Fox I Sports is, is going to have the yeah, like like 95 percent yeah. of the games on there. Um, you know, again, I guess when they do a split squad, you're not going to be able to right. televise both, but they're majority going to be up there. And then for people mm-hmm. that uh, again, <clears throat> we're going to be out there March 15th through the 17th. Um, so that weekend, come on by, email us if you're going to be out there. We'll try to you know tell you guys where we're at and stuff like that. Um, 
one more thing too to get into um people this is the type of the time of the year where we will get people asking when are we going to see the bus when are we going to where can we see the bus or you know when's the bus going to make a, a <laughs> make a uh, appearance um i guess the very first appearance this baseball season is going to be um march 9th at in riverside so for us we're local guys we are we are based out of riverside so um, the Junior League of Riverside is going to have a what they call a truckapalooza, which is pretty much like a touch a truck. If you guys ever seen a touch a truck, it's the same concept. We'll be out there. I mean, you'll have fire trucks, you'll have uh, cop cars, you'll have a bunch of things out there that um, for kids would be great to walk up and see and and see really closely. But um, we will be there. The bus will be there. Chris, John, and myself will be there. Um, and it's just a great event for kids and everything like that. So again, it's Saturday, March 9th. Um, 2019, 11 to 3 o'clock. We will, again, probably have a podcast before that, but we kind of want to put it out there now so we can, um, you know, get you guys, especially if you guys are local, especially if you guys are from Riverside, San Bernardino, um, Grand Terrace, that general area, um, come by. I mean, it's, it's, we are going to be on Mission Inn Boulevard right in front of the Mission Inn. So for anyone that knows the area, um, maybe you come out the Festival of Lights, you know exactly where that's at. We're in the smack dab of downtown Riverside. I actually have another date that <laughs> the bus oh, is yeah, going to yeah, be at before. I don't think I told you about this. Oh, uh, we are going to be at Orange Crest Little League Pony. Actually, it's actually Pony League. Yeah, Pony League. Pony League's uh, opening day ceremonies. Uh, apparently, uh, opening day ceremonies from Little League or Pony League have like graduated to a new level yeah, where yeah, they have like food trucks. Yeah. They have to pull permits. Yeah. So it's going to be a pretty big ordeal, and that's going to be at Andoka Park. Uh, which is located off like Chicago, um, like Canyon Crest area in Riverside. So right by Jason, going to be supporting the 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 youth uh, there, and then we're going to be in front of the the Mission Inn. So uh, we're honored to be part of both of those events. So yeah, definitely keep a lookout on our Instagram and Twitter. We'll be posting stuff as we get information, more information about it. Um, Halo underscore Haven. But again, so uh, we have a couple. We have a couple opportunities to see the the bus in action. Come by. See us. Uh, we would like to, you know, meet some of the listeners. That'd be that be something awesome for sure. And, and just a shout out. Um, I think his name is Kyle. He asked a question about the possibility of Angels building a new stadium. We were talking about that off air. That's a whole other topic. That we won't get into this. Email us the question yeah. for next next month. Email uh, email it. So we will definitely remember it because yeah. we're getting short on time yeah. right now. But that's definitely a good question. All Angels Podcast at gmail.com. That's all Angels Podcast at gmail.com. And you can, you know, comments, questions, or concerns on there. But please send us that question. Because we were talking about that off the mic when the Brandon Marsh interview was going on. So thank you guys again for listening. Thank you guys for the emails. Thank you guys for tuning in and, and following us on Instagram, again, Twitter, all that stuff. We'll catch you guys next show. It's probably going to be early March. early March, and we hope to have Trent Rush on the show. He'll be out there the uh, first week of spring training, and he'll give us some insight of what he sees. So, Definitely. All right, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. You've listened to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I am Johnny Maggs. I'm Dan Garcia. Thank you for listening. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. 
With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine.